This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Eight minutes past 11 here on Power 98.7. Just want to get a sense of what is happening at the uh, you know at the public service coordinating bargaining council general secretary uh, Frikit de brain joins me on the line Frikit, good morning and welcome to power talk uh, Lukona, good morning. Uh, thank you for having us, and also good morning to the listeners of Power FM. Thank you so much. You know, there's nothing that gets uh, the nation uh, as collectively anxious as a moment when it seems there is an imp- impasse in the in the in the negotiations of public servants because they could turn out into mass demonstrations through industrial action to register dissatisfaction. Fricky, give us an idea of where we are currently uh, with this. Uh, so-called, some are saying, yes, it's a settlement. Others are saying, no, it is not. Uh, give us a picture. Where are you as the Public Service Coordinating Bargaining Council? Mm. Thank you. You are correct. And um, there's nothing that creates more emotions for citizens than uh, impasse in the public service because these are the citizens that receive these services directly from public servants. Mm. And if public servants is on strike, obviously, then the services are not delivered. Well, we've reached an agreement in the Public Service Coordinating Bargaining Council between the state as employer as well as the majority of trade unions, uh, representing 60% um, of them um, in, the, in the bargaining council. Um, for us, this matter has been settled now. There would be a process of this agreement being, being implemented. Um, for now, we've averted the strike and we've averted the possibility of a strike. And I say for now because... Tomorrow, Labour can come with a new set of demands, and that would be a new, a new issue or a new process. But for now, we are confident that we have been able to avert the, the strike and that uh, public servants will be able to enjoy some form of salary adjustment. Um, that will be implemented. Now, Frigi, it seems as if the rejection comes mainly from the unions that represent uh, police. Is there something that is sector-specific that they are raising which is not necessarily relevant to the other unions that have accepted uh, this uh, proposal by government? Look, yeah, firstly, I accept that um, it's within their right to reject and not to accept the table. Um, and you are correct, there might be some sector-specific issues, especially around service delivery around the front line. Um, I know that the health sectors in the health union has been very vocal to say that the members have been going through a very long period of being confronted right at the front line of the pandemic. Um, and they do believe that the members deserve more than what has been offered in terms of the time itself. Mm. Uh, but I think that is a, 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 the only reason or the reason only that is being being offered. But I think between police and between health, that could be a reason, and it could be a motivation from this as well. Um, police have been confronted with issues of the pandemic, having to write, write into the front line. Uh, correctional officers, for example, with prison civil rights union, confronted with this pandemic in a closed environment within prisons. So I do believe that could be part of the motivation that they, they bring. I mean, Freaky, this is by no means the ideal outcome for anybody, including those unions that have actually accepted, uh, you know, this proposal from government. But it seems as if it's uh, one that says, let us just allow ourselves to move on. Uh, I understand that this will just probably be over a year, which means you will be back at the bargaining table very soon. Mm, no, look, you're correct. We are... 
planning on entering into the next round of negotiations for the next financial year very soon, in the next month or so. Um, yes, um, I agree. Not everybody uh, is happy with the agreement and it's not accepted or it's not accepted by everybody. Um, it, is an, it is an agreement that doesn't really speak to the baseline of, an, of a person's salary in terms of a pensionable increase. Um, but it is something that for the interim is going to bring hard cash into the pocket of public servants. It's going to allow them to form some barrier against the increases in petrol and other cost of living that they've experienced over the last two years. Um, and it gives us some form of stability to be able to just re-establish ourselves and get into the next round of negotiations. Absolutely. And, and Friki, I mean, some are arguing that this is money that would have accrued to public servants in any case as part of their pay progression. Uh, can you give us an insight into the structure of the proposal itself? I mean, 1.5% in pensionable salaries as well as a monthly non-pensionable cash payment uh, ranging from 1200 to 1600 uh, Is this creating public confusion or it's the truth that uh, this money would have accrued um, or to public servants in any case without the negotiations as part of their pay progression? Yeah, I think there is some confusion, you're correct, and some, some public confusion in terms of the process in itself. Mm. I think, first of all, we need to understand that there's two, two definite processes within the agreement. The one is speaking about the non-pensionable cash allowance. Um, which varies from 1,220 up to 1,695, which after tax practically would mean that every public servant would get plus minus 1,000 rand cash in his, in his pocket. Um, so a that's month, the one that part. is. Per month, that is, yeah. Um, the other part is that the issue of the 1.5% and the pay progression is confused. Um, public servants qualify for pay progression, that's correct. Mm. And those that qualify receive a 1.5% adjustment in their in the, in the, in the salary um, out of the pay progression system in itself. The agreement doesn't really, de- the agreement does not deal, let me not use the word really, the agreement does not deal with the issue of pay progression. Okay. What the agreement says is that for those public servants that do not qualify for pay progression, we will give an additional one point of, or we'll give a 1.5% increase. Uh-huh. And that is to make sure that everybody in the public service, at least this year, will get a 1.5% pensionable increase. Um, but the two is also two distinct processes. Those that qualify in terms of pay progression, they qualify. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. And the pay progression agreements and everything else is there and it will be implemented. Here we are speaking of people that has been in the public service for about let's say 16 years or plus, they're mm. on the top of their notch, they're not moving anywhere, they don't qualify for pay progression, but they also experience uh, increases in expenditures and everything else. And the agreement says, let's help those people. Let's give them 1.5% as well this year to uplift them a little bit in terms of the process, since we're not having a general salary adjustment through this throughout this year. So does that then mean, Friki, if you were qualifying for the pay progression the, that would be what you take, and uh, in terms of the pensionable um, uh, increase, there would be nothing additional that you must expect. That's correct, yeah. It means that if you should have qualified for your pay progression, if it, because some sectors would qualify for, for, for more than 1.5%, you will get that. That is fine. There's nothing that's going to interfere with that. Um, and there's nothing additional coming to that. It's not like you're going to get pay progression plus 1.5%. Yeah. I think that's also some confusion that was out there. Absolutely. Um, it's either the one or the other. If you have the one and you qualify for the one, you will receive it. If not, and it's really, we're speaking of about 26,000 to 32,000 people in 1.2 million public servants, you will get 
the OU will be assisted by this agreement to at least also get a 1.5% increase this year. Ahead of our conversation, Friki, I had Rafilwe sending me a question and uh, asking me that, you know, I must put this to you to say, uh, for those mm. who will not be having an increase, what is government offering for not increasing our pensionable salary? And I think we've sort of talked about it now with the pay progression stuff, but uh, asking why don't they reopen the early pension without tax, which was only offered for a few months. Is this something that... Uh, was presented to the bargaining council by any chance i had another caller earlier in the show today talking about how perhaps uh, you know pensions can be utilized to try and offset some of the challenges uh, that public servants are faced with this this, did this conversation come up definitely definitely the conversation did come up the issue has been discussed there is always the possibility to look at that again and to go back into that process of discussing the early retirement and the voluntary or the voluntary processes of that um, there's been discussions around um, just in general in terms of the pension, uh, the GIP, if the pension fund for government has what they call a uh, voluntary contribution system. So those that are worried about losing out on their pension yeah. can actually contribute extra to that. We've also had a lot of discussion about the medical aid and how we can maybe deal with trying to leave the pressure on, on, on the expenses. So yes, all of those other issues, additional issues are being discussed today. We are looking at them at the moment. Freaky, just as a parting shot, how difficult is it as a council to hold a tight rope between government and labor uh, in this current climate we find ourselves, not only in terms of our fiscal constraints, but also, I mean, just the impact of COVID-19 and wanting to make sure that the public service uh, continues to deliver services uh, to citizens of South Africa? Yeah, it's extremely difficult. Um, something, and and all of these issues that you've mentioned is putting strain on the relationship between the employer and the employees. I uh, expect these public servants to deliver this service. The employer is expected to to perform, counter perform in that as well. We understand that there's, there's challenges in terms of the economy, not only of the country but of the world. Mm. And you've got the pandemic, and you've got all of the factors that play a role. It becomes a strain, and that's why the other issues is that. We are glad that parties could continue to talk irrespective of the circumstances. Um, and that's the success of the process, is that they just need to continue to talk. As long as you talk, there could be a solution that will come up. Absolutely. And uh, Freaky, we will continue to keep track of especially the next round of negotiations that are about the next financial year. But best wishes and thank you so much for making time for us this morning. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.